the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. We're your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. We hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Yes. We we have to speak in the future. In the future. We hope that you enjoyed your time with your family or your friends or your chosen family or your loved ones. And I hope you ate lots of turkey and got the sleepy sleeps from the tryptophan. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I hope you didn't get stuck in your sleep body like I did. Oh, here we go again. (laughs) Uh, This show is sponsored by the Matthew Soap Foundation. Uh, We have a wonderful outpatient clinic at the area of 290 and 610. We do in-person or virtual recovery coaching and peer support, along with uh, IASIS, microcurrent neurofeedback, for a plethora of conditions. Plethora. Uh huh. Plethora. Anxiety, depression, insomnia, uh, SUD, substance use disorder. So, if you or a loved one would like any information about the services we offer, you can give us a call at 844 and HOPE. That's 844 263 4673. Or visit either one of our websites, matthewshope.org or mhdrp.org. We're so grateful that you're listening to us today on KPRC 950 in Houston, 1 p.m. Central. Uh, don't forget that we do upload to all platforms. So at the end of the day, our uh, radio show is up uploaded to all the platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, Google, you name it. We're out there now, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so you can l- go back and listen to all of our mediocre shows. What I find is certain people are just loyal to a certain platform. Yeah. You know, they like they like that app or that, you know, functionality of it. And so it's cool that we're able to share our podcasts with all of them now. And we're being aired on iHeartRadio, so we got to be, you know, iHeart, iHeart. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's our original. I am seeing some, I'm seeing some traction on the other platforms. So check us out. They upload our show 5 p.m. Central on Sundays, and we'll be on all the platforms. Uh, so we just appreciate you checking out Two Idiots on Microphones. <laughs> With their mediocre broadcasts. Listen, I got a cool text message from someone in the recovery community today, and she was listening to an episode from a few weeks ago, and it profoundly affected her, and she was just sending me a message of gratitude for uh, one of the episodes. I think it was self-honesty was the one that uh, she had been listening to and loved it. And so it's so cool that we we get feedback of things that, you know, hopefully God uses us and our experiences um, with recovery and these topics to help other people. Well, and we have to, um, well, finish the things. So the we're also on the Fascia book. Facebook, we're on Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. what we actually do out there, but there's stuff. Uh, people say bad things about me, evidently. Are you still sore about that? Um, but you and I have had discussions around this because we have to stop the middle of our day during the week to come down to the radio studio to do the recording. And we've had times where we're like, ugh. But then every time we go to stop doing it, 
we get more like people will be like, thank you. Like you guys talked about something that meant something to me. You caused me to think about something or, or whatever it is. And we're like, okay, so then maybe there's a purpose to what we're doing. I think that there is. I think that we are, we get those sort of like affirmations from others because we're on the path we're supposed to be on and our motive is good. And, and I think that this is a cool, I didn't rec- really recognize it at first when we first started doing this. It was like, cause I didn't have a desire to like be on the radio or anything right. like that. Um, but I realized. Which very- is weird. Cause you love to hear yourself talk. <laughs> As do I. It's like that's you, bro. <laughs> um, but I love my voice and the words that I say. I'm really my favorite. You're your own fanboy. That's right. <laughs> um, but you know, it's cool to get the feedback because um, it just kind of affirms like what God's using this platform for. And it's yeah. not about. It's not even about me or you or anything. It's just about. I will say this: normally we get in here on a Friday, and we're fr- we didn't fight on the way in today. Why? We didn't ride together. Oh yeah, it was great. It was so <laughs> we took relaxing. Separate cars. A relaxing drive in. Uh, it was great. Um, I am. Uh, so we have made a life choice, a decision that we're sitting in. A decision has been made. So I've ridden a motorcycle for a long time. It's going to be a long story. Don't make it too long. I'm just saying. I've ridden a motorcycle for a very long time. And I think at one time in my life, my my identity was attached to it. I'm the motorcycle guy. You were the motorcycle guy when I met you. Yeah. And I was in a motorcycle club and you you really dug that. Uh, You loved riding with the crew and the cut and all that stuff. But over the last few years, it's become less and less and... Being a Houstonian, um, it's really dangerous on the road here now. I think I would say more than 50% of the cars I pass on my motorcycle because I stay moving. So if you're a moving target, it's harder to hit you. Over 50% of the drivers are literally staring at their phone while they're moving 70 miles an hour. It's, it's, anyways, it's gotten to a point where I, I'm not riding it near what I used to. I used to ride it way more than I drove my truck. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's been that thought in my mind for a bit now. The other thing that happened is you and I, when was our first, when was our bluegill fishing trip? Mm, Two years ago. And we loved it. We really, really enjoyed, like you love fishing and I never knew how much you loved it. I like fishing. And I really enjoyed it, although I didn't grow up doing it like you did. I grew up fishing with my daddy. And so when I was thinking, you know, I don't know if I want to keep the motorcycle, the other thought hit me that you don't dig riding on it like I do. So we don't, we're not doing stuff together on it. So it's really just for me. Yeah. Um, and so I just had this thought, let me get rid of it and let's get a boat and go fishing and, and do stuff that we both enjoy together. Yeah. Uh, a hobby for the two of us. And I think that when it comes to the motorcycle, like that's, you know, your autonomy, but it is super dangerous and especially in Houston with the way people drive. And so I'm always like concerned, but not so concerned that I'll be like, you got to get rid of it or whatever. Right. Um, but when you had that idea of like, hey, cause it's paid for, your Harley's paid for. And what if we sold it? And what if we got a boat? And that appeals to me because that's something that we could do together that I r- enjoy and I don't think I'll die doing, like maybe with the motorcycle. <laughs> and it's something that, so living in Houston, the beauty of living in Houston is you are hour, hour and a half from like five lakes. Yeah. I mean, they're so close. So, you know, our weekends are, are pretty busy. But we we have could, a lot going on. We take a day and go to, go to a lake, go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Catch, so catch some little bass. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> a little bit. We'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. 
Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Did you ever notice that I say Heather and Donnie Mosier? You ever notice that, Heather? I didn't notice. I will now. I give you props. You put me first. That's right. As you should. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I'm the girl. You're supposed to open doors for me. Let me go first. So here's the thing. Six years ago, for me to decide to go get a boat would have been a, a simple decision. Go get a boat. I would not have thought twice about it. And that's why you had so much debt when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> but now, and, and based on a conversation I had earlier today, I was telling you about with my buddy Matt, like, there's a lot of thought behind it for me. There's a lot of process. Um, you know, there was that period of time a year or so ago that I wanted an RV. And it's like, what, what really hit me, and I think what God spoke to me is, I don't have time for that. Yeah. You and I stay very busy. Very um, and that's one of the appeals with getting a boat is because we could go pick a Saturday morning. We go out, we go fish, we come home. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to take a whole weekend. We do have a life of purpose today. And so it's like, is spending the money okay? Am I allowed, am I allowed to enjoy my life? Am mm-hmm. I allowed to do something like that? Is it frivolous? These are all the things that I'm processing in my mind. I'm rubbing off on you. Well, and you were echoing this morning that you sort of had those same... Yeah, it's interesting. I grew up with not a lot of money, but um, now in, like, sobriety these last seven years, like, it's interesting, even though, like, technically I have money to go spend and buy something, like, I generally usually feel guilty if it's, like, a self-centered item after I go buy it, Um, and I'm not real sure fully what that's about. It's not like I beat myself up over it. It's like, well, but what could I have done with that money, like, for somebody else or whatever? And so, but when it comes to this, I really have a clear conscience of our motive on, like, nurturing our marriage, Mm -hmm. and I love fishing, you love fishing, it's quiet time alone, Leave the phones at the house. I, I grew up fish. I just it's a it's a hobby that I thoroughly enjoy, and I think I would thoroughly enjoy it with you. And um, well, and we're even looking at do we get a bass boat that's for two, maybe three people? When we went out with our friend Brian, there was four of us on the boat, and it was pretty like you can't do it. And it's like, well, let's get a pontoon. I don't need to speed around the lake. Let's get a pontoon that you and I can go fish, relax, enjoy. And then if we want to take a couple with us or two couples with us for an intentional relationship, we can do that. Yeah. I just think it's, um, so I want to spend time in prayerful consideration about it. I think it I've sounds, already bought it in my mind. <laughs> I know you have. Okay. I think it sounds healthy and uh, doable. And I think that we'll go to that boat show uh, in town in January. If we don't already have one. Then, if I don't find like an end of the year deal by the end of listen, December. Listen, uh, um, we're going to do it right and, and we'll get a boat. I've never done that before. Just follow my lead, sir. And the reason I think that we are really mulling this over comes to our topic today. So you and I today, okay, so seven years ago for you, 10 years ago for me, we lived a very self-driven, selfish life that was all about what can I get? What can I do for me? Right? Mm -hmm. And it was not others driven at all. Um, And I think what makes us pause is that a lot of our time is spent. We have commitments almost every night of the week, uh, including Saturday afternoon and evenings at times. We don't spend a ton of time together, which is probably why our marriage is so successful. <laughs> right? Anytime that you tell me I'm out of the house too much, I just spend a few days with you. And, and I'm you, like, never mind. You can go. You can go. <laughs> um, but is it okay when when... It's almost like a, that. there is that little bit of guilt, like, is it okay to do something for myself? Because 
in this purpose-driven life, I, f- I feel so good. Yeah. It's weird that God can take us from being so selfish and so self-centered. To an altruistic lifestyle and then trying to find the balance in between. What's right. okay to do for ourselves? What's okay? How much do I have to do for others? And, right. And I think that that constantly waxes and wanes on trying to find that. And you and I have been very honest on other past episodes about how we kind of suck at the balance aspect, and that's why we're yeah. really um, diving in deep to heavily considering our path with even just trying to swap the motorcycle out for a boat because Which we is, take it very seriously. Right, and the grand scheme is not a big deal. And so, like, what I wanted to talk about today is, like, people's gifts and talents and how to use them for purpose. And, and the, the summary I came up with is yeah, one ahead. of the greatest gifts of recovery is purpose, mm-hmm. which is using our gifts and talents. Right. Because I, I didn't know... I think, here's the deal, I think every individual that exists is created with particular gifts and talents um, specifically to them, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that kind of, I think that that's a way that God tailor makes a person to be uniquely useful to live a life of purpose when you tap into that and use that. Yeah, I agree. And uh, and so I want to... So we have natural God-given gifts. 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 Not gifts, like the little images I text you all the time. You speak in meme. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's a gif or a gif. Anyways, um, not that, but like the gifts of like, for instance, one gift that I don't have, but I notice in other people is like hospitality. Mm, you know, yeah. there's certain people that are just honed into welcoming them into their home or offering them a drink or um, planning an event where everyone feels a part of like. So My buddy James. Yeah. James is that that is like a big gift for him. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that, there's all sorts of different gifts and talents that we can utilize and get on down to just like everybody has the ability to do something, whether it's that you smile at every person you meet, even right. a stranger on, on the sidewalk or for at some Starbucks. People, yeah, for some people, kindness is a gift because right. they're just that little extra. One that I didn't have uh, that I've noticed, like my mother does have, is nurturing. Right. There's a lot of people that are like such good nurturers um, with their children or other people's mm-hmm. children and really tuned in to like the needs to meet the needs, emotional needs of children. Some people are natural parents. You and I are not. <laughs> right? We're not. We're not good I, at unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, we're not. And so when we talk about purpose, when we talk about it relating to recovery, what is it? Why does it matter? What, what do you think? What? What is purpose and why does it matter? You know, these gifts and talents, why does it matter in recovery? Like, what does it have to do with recovery? There's a couple different aspects that it has to do in recovery, but I think that uh, let's flip it and say, what is addiction? Addiction at its core is a very self-centered lifestyle on trying to get your own needs met um, or desires or whatever. And uh, that's how you find comfort in the world. Because you're never getting enough, and therefore you get obliterated, either alcohol or drugs, and it brings that's the only peace and comfort you get. Right. And so when you or flip food, it, you eat a whole pizza, and suddenly you know you get enough of the dopamine hit, and you feel some comfort in the taste and all that. So there's all those different aspects. So there's a lot of like brain chemistry, like you mentioned with the dopamine, that goes into the reward and pleasure system. Um, but science has proven when it comes to like gratitude and true thankfulness, it's a much more sustainable one when it's for others and not self. 
like true gratitude, true contentment. And so I think that I, I like the topic of like gifts and talents because every single person can go like online and Google like even a spiritual gifts test or a personality gifts test mm-hmm. and take that and see what gifts and talents they have because then that kind of shows you where to focus your time so that you'll feel purpose because the byproduct is is you'll gain true self-esteem as a result of living in that. Did you have purpose before recovery? I didn't feel it. Um, I mean, I think that all along you, I you, had it. But you weren't living in I, purpose. Right, right. And so I think that I always struggled, even when I was sober, Yeah. Uh, with horrible anxiety, horrible depression, complete discontentment in life. Uh, the husbands were wrong. The kids were brats. My house wasn't this. My job wasn't that. Like, I had that mindset. I complained a lot. And now you have a purpose of a new husband, and you have a purpose of supervision. <laughs> supervision. You're I my supervisor. You. Yes. So, I mean, when you say, like, what is it? Why does it matter? Prior to being in recovery, I always tell people, like, I had no sense of purpose. Uh, I felt like I was free falling from one drunk to the next, from mm-hmm. one experience to the next. And for mine, it was like one goal to the next. I was yep. like, okay, get rid of this husband, get a new one. And I, okay, get rid of this house, get a new one. Yeah. Okay, you know, and it was like, I had these ideas. I'd finally be happy when I got to this goal or this place or this right. achievement. And I would self-will and make those things happen. But the happiness was very short-lived placebo. It wasn't real happiness. It went away very quickly. And I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? Right. And you have, there's no value in your life. There's no validation except counterfeit validation, things like that without purpose. So uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back here in a minute with Heather and Donnie on Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier, on a beautiful, cloudy, rainy, cold, or warm (laughs) Sunday afternoon after Thanksgiving, going into the future. So we're talking today about purpose. We're talking today about... Gifts and talents. Utilizing your natural gifts and talents, your God-given gifts and talents. And why does it matter in recovery? Why does it matter in a life after some sort of addiction or to even overcome addiction? Mm and so, I don't know. I, in thinking about this, it's like, why does it matter? Like, okay, this is really like, does it make sense in recovery and, and, and fighting addiction? And it does. And here's why. You said it earlier. A lot of times when I'm in some sort of addiction, I'm, I'm seeking contentment. I'm seeking validation. And, and if I sit down and I get self-honest and I really look at my history, my past, I can tell you that I spent money on credit cards, money I didn't have. And for a moment, when, when I would buy that thing, I'd feel good for a week or so mm-hmm. or less or more. But it's a very, it's a finite period of time and it goes away. I would eat that thing I'm not supposed to eat and I get that moment of validation or that moment of contentment. There's a lot of counterfeit in this world, right? Anything that we always say, anything you seek that's external to you is counterfeit. There's no real validation in it. And, and so when I look at the lack of contentment that drove me in, in my addiction, 
then one way to combat that addiction is the opposite, Mm -hmm. is seeking true value, true validation through selflessness, Mm -hmm. which makes no sense to somebody who's just getting sober or somebody who's in an addiction. They're like, I don't, what? Mm -hmm. What does that have to do with the fact that- What are you talking about? Like, I can't stop drinking. Can we focus on me, please? Right, (laughs) right. And uh, and I get it. I just think that- um, Here's the deal. When it comes to someone's past, whatever is in your past, um, those things can be very traumatic or painful to revisit or to think about or to talk about. But what I have found, not only for me, but for lots of girls and people I've helped, uh, when you use that past to help others, it, it kills the sting of it. It's no longer traumatic or painful to talk about. You start to feel purpose. You're like, that's why I went through that. It's a tool in your tool belt. So that I can say to this girl who's going through that, hey, I've been there. It's happened to me too. Here's, here's that. But and here's if, where I'm at today. If you don't use your past to help another person, someone else besides you, then it stays traumatic and painful and you never get past it. You just stay living in, in the poopy diaper, so to speak. And you have to be able to look at your experience. You have to be able to have that that self-honesty. It's so important. You know, I, I find that in 10 years of recovery, self-truth is harder than truth between me and you. Yeah. Yeah, I can be honest and not lie to you. Um, but where am I lying to myself? Because I don't even know what I'm delusional about. Right. And that's where like spiritual advisors or sponsors or spiritually mature people in your life can really speak truth into you. And be like, that's not exactly true. And when we talk about this value, this outside versus internal God validation or value, this is what I'll be battling for the next two months, by the way. Maybe three. <laughs> this is, no, no, this is Around what I was, I was literally sitting in my truck thinking about it. You and I have been talking loosely about getting a boat for about a year, probably. And now that we've said, okay, we're going to do this, I have to fight the delusion, and it is a delusion. That's, that you'll that's, be happy if you get a boat? I, all this happiness is going to come with a boat. And see, I don't, I don't have attachment to care either way. I'm fine if you keep the motorcycle and we never get a boat. I'm fine if you get a boat. I'm fine if you get a boat six months or five years from now. Like... I just uh, don't have feelings or emotion attached to an outcome. Well, that's why God sent you as my helper, because you're the yin to my yang, right? So you're the opposite. I am the um, go get it, and you're the well. Let's think about it. You right? are very spontaneous, and it and it drives my rigid mind <laughs> crazy but let's, sometimes. Let's talk about. So we're talking about purpose. How do we get it? What what what? All right, here's the deal. Where do we get from that point where... What are you good at? I need the instra, the instant gratification and the instant validation, the instant value creation. Yeah, set that aside and spend some time in prayer and meditation. What are you good at? And people need to do this, and they need to do this more than once over the course right. of their lifetime. What talents have you have? Maybe you're musically inclined. Maybe you know how to play an instrument. Or maybe you have a talent for quickly learning a new language. But when we talk about it in the terms of the 12 steps, hmm. because you and I did not, you seven, me 10 years ago, did not seek out to be of purpose to other people, to be altruistic, right? But there's a process we went through that by following the entire process, not perfectly, not well, but as best we could, mm-hmm. this is where we ended up. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. 
but I am. I think that like there's some girls in my circle who speak other languages but it that took I time don't. For, but it took time for you to get there. It took time mm-hmm. for you to get to know what your talents and gifts are. We right. see them today. Yeah. I didn't see them five years ago. Right, right. So what's what do you think it is learning through working the steps? Working I, with other people like these are the I things. definitely built uh, self-esteem or purpose, like the feeling of purpose uh, by taking other people through the steps. That was something that happened early on. Um, at first, I felt uh, insecure and ill-equipped, mm-hmm. but my sponsor really encouraged me to do it anyway. Don't and w- so what changed it? What made you feel better about it? <sighs> the experience of watching someone else get well. There it is. And watching the light come on in their eyes, as people always quote and say. But it was like, I remember sitting at an IHOP once with my very first sponsee ever, Dusty, and uh, she was she was through the steps, but I remember she was talking about a problem. Mm-hmm. And I remember knowing, well, the book mentions this. Let's turn to this page. I went right to it, you know, and I was a few months sober. And I look at her and I said, I had no idea I knew where that was. <laughs> I could feel, and this may sound weird, I could feel God passing through me to her. Yeah. Through the experience that someone else had given to me. That does sound weird. Um, and And so I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I was telling the girls last night at my cadre group, like, uh, one thing I have a huge passion for, and this didn't come out evident until I was about two years sober, mm-hmm. but I love teaching 12-step literature with a big, giant, dry erase board and expo markers <laughs> behind me. Well, and by the reaction of the people by that the you have taught. By the reaction of the people of what they, get, for that. what they get out of it and the feedback I get, because I remember the guy who did that for me and taught me. And... Um, and it's such a profound, I know that that's something that God has given me, a talent or a gift that he's equipped me with. And Because you never had it prior to this no, time. never. Never done it before. Right. And and so it was through working the 12 steps, working with other people, mm-hmm. and very uncomfortably at first, yes. very unsuredly at first, like not sure I'm doing the right thing, am I saying the right stuff, how do I do this, making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, that our talents and gifts start to come out. Because there was a girl last night at my group, my small group thing, that she said something. She was talking about her past and Mm -hmm. things she went through that God has used her to help others. And she said, you know, when I was facing this hard time, and she said something like, it was actually harder to mentally think about doing it than it was to do it. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll build it way bigger in my mind People build things up in their head like, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I could never do that. Oh, this is going to be too difficult. And it actually is harder to do those mental gymnastics than it is to actually go do the thing that you're worried about doing. Step outside your comfort zone. Find out what you're good at. And, And to find your purpose. To find your gifts and talents, to do these actions. We we were listening to something earlier. It's weird that we weren't even expecting this to come out. But the guy said, altruism is the expression of purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of the action that shows the intent. Right. Um, and there's a lots of there's lots of benefits that come, social benefits, life benefits that come from having purpose. Uh, studies, like scientific studies, have shown that it's, it protects from different types of mental illness cropping up, like debilitating anxiety and depression. Um, it supports in recovery from mental illness. People that have purpose have a longer life. Right? And so we got to really, you have a better sense of well-being inside. You're happier when you have purpose in your life. 
Right, but I think you're getting way ahead. We have one more segment to go. That's fine. I just want to encourage people because it's an exciting thing to talk about. Everyone on this planet has a gift and talent and purpose. Everyone. And so we develop them through uh, working 12 steps. That's one way. Or Mm -hmm. discipling through church. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, uh, maybe or, outreach or mm-hmm. soup kitchen. Or That's the route I was going to go. You can do soup kitchens. You can go volunteer building houses, habitat. You can volunteer at local community hubs where you teach people languages or all sorts of things. And here's the secret. I'm going to give them the secret. Do you think that's okay? Yeah. The best time to do this is when it's inconvenient. <laughs> yes. It's just the truth. Mm-hmm. I need to inconvenience myself. Um don't wait until you have time to go do that. Because you never will. You never will. Everything will always be more important. You have to make time. All right. So we've talked about today, what is it? Why does it matter? Kind of how do we get it? How do we develop these? When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the benefits. What are the benefits of being on a path of purpose? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Recovery Radio with your host Heather and Donnie Mosier. Today we're talking about gifts and talents. What is your purpose in life and how do you find it? Mm-hmm. What are the benefits of it? So when we talk about this, I want to I want to kind of maybe explain a little more what I was saying before we went to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to use church as an example. Okay. Um, and, and this is not at all disparaging because actually I could use... Our fellowship is an example too. Let's, in fact, we'll use that first. In our fellowship, uh, for our home group, yours and mine, we offer monthly service commitments, mm-hmm. and they're simple. Ways like, to get involved. You show up this month early and make coffee. Mm-hmm. You show up this month and stay a little bit late and wash coffee cups. These are real simple things. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get people to do it consistently. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard because uh, they they have to inconvenience themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I see some of the things that same things in church. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say something that's going to sound ugly, but I don't mean it that way. It's just an observation. I see people in both fellowships show up where it's convenient only. Mm -hmm. And here is where it is. No, no, I'm part of the worship band. Right. But you're serving yourself being on stage. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm a greeter, right? But you're gonna be there anyway. Mm-hmm. You have to do. You have to inconvenience yourself, right? And and one of the benefits of inconveniencing yourself. This is why it's causing. Without this, you and I would we would just literally go buy a boat tomorrow. We have the money. It's yeah. not even a financial question. Yeah, yeah. It's a question of, am I going to take away from my altruism time? Am I going to take away from my time of giving to others? Because that's where you and I spend the majority of our time. One of the benefits, by the way, in that, we don't see each other very much Monday through Friday. We just don't. We don't spend a lot of time together. We are typically busy with stuff Saturday morning to mid-afternoon. Okay. Now, between Saturday afternoon and Sunday, we get some quality time together. You know what we get as a byproduct of that? Mm gratitude. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the time I get to spend with you. I think that we spend it a little more consciously, a little mm-hmm. more intentionally. Mm-hmm. We've. This is why 
we're thinking of getting the boat so that we can go out and spend some time, real quality time together. Yeah. Um, but in order to, to get the benefit of that, you have to self-sacrifice. Yeah. You have to. And I, I've heard all the excuses. I have kids. I have this. I have that. I and it's like late. I don't have time. We don't either. We <laughs> but don't either. God makes time. But what I want to say is I'm not a hero. I'm not here to say, look at me, look at me, because I am the most selfish, self-centered person on the planet. That's true. But what happened is that I burnt my life to the ground twice. The first time getting sober, the second time four and a half years into sobriety. Mm-hmm. And through doing that, I started to realize that all of the external things on this planet, this planet is a construct. Yeah. This life is a construct. Are Call we in it, the matrix? We're in, I believe that we are. are I we, do are believe we that we are. Are we avatars right now? Because if God calls us to love others <laughs> mm-hmm. and to worship him, if God calls us to a real simple thing, um, I'm, I'm going to mention a Bible verse. Hope nobody's head explodes when I say it. But in John 13, Jesus says, my commandment to you is love others so that they will know you are mine. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. I had to do a bunch of uncomfortable things in serving others Mm -hmm. to realize that I live in the matrix and everything in this world is to distract me from that. Yeah. From loving others. And so I think the the little bit of a fear is is something as simple and indulgent as a boat distracting from that. Right. If it proves to be, we'll get rid of the boat. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Honestly. Honestly. Because the value I get, why would I do all this? Look. The idea of altruism is doing something for someone else without any thought of motive, selfishness. No strings payback. attached. No accolades but, attached. But the no. truth of the matter is that that I don't agree with the definition. Because there is a byproduct for me if I'm giving. If Spiritual I'm contentment. using my gifts and, and talents and helping others, mm-hmm. I may go into it with no self-motive. What I'm getting out of it is beyond anything of this world. I am, I feel a sense of purpose, which gives me value. Yeah. God validates me that I'm doing what he wants me mm-hmm. to do. Like, But I think that, that it goes back to the idea of realizing that it's not about me. It's about like what God can use me for. What can yes. he do with me? See, I can rob myself of the experience. I can be lazy and say, no, I'm going to Netflix and chill. I'm not going to go meet with that girl. I'm not going to do that thing. I want. I, I need me time. And by the way, what's the byproduct of that? Because we've done lots of Anxiety, that. depression, misery. Yes. Self-obsession. Yes. And, um, and so I could do that, but I'm only robbing myself of the spiritual benefits I would experience if I was willing to inconvenience myself to go do it. And that's the weird paradox of it all. Um, and people don't realize they rob themselves of that all the time. I didn't realize I robbed myself of it for 34 years. Right. I had no idea right. until I started getting traction, experiencing how to use my past. You know, my, our dark past becomes our greatest asset. I went through all kinds of insane, tragic things that I now get to let God use me for to speak into someone else and to help someone else overcome those things. And the problem with gifts and talents is, is they're never to benefit me. They're only to benefit others. That's all they're there for. My gifts and talents are to benefit others. And the only way to use them is for others thinking, others action. And so let me ask you, in our lives, how often, what's the percentage of time 
where you have to do something for someone else that you don't want to, but you know, in the end, you will be gratified for it. A hundred percent of the time. Oh, well, that's a little it's higher than always I... <laughs> inconvenient. It's <laughs> um, a little higher than I was thinking. A hundred percent of the time, it's inconvenient. But you know, even here's well, here's another example. Yeah. Here's a this, this has maybe nothing to do with recovery. I just want to throw out this example. One of my talents is uh, administration, organization. I completely agree with that. And I love to organize stuff. I remember that time you got kidnapped by aliens to go organize the universe. Yeah, I like to organize stuff. I like to bring structure and like a plan and bullet points and to-do lists. And I've uh, never seen chaos bother anyone more than you. Yeah. And I can watch you unravel. <laughs> and so like could, I, could that be used for not good purposeful stuff? Sure. Um, but I really think that when it's actually beneficial to other people because I'm around a lot of other people who are not as organized as me. And instead of like criticizing them about it, I'm like, hey, give that task to me. I'll take care of it. Another one of your gifts and talents, and I do absolutely believe that God sent you to me for this reason, is faith. Mm-hmm. You are an anomaly. I've told you this many times. You don't believe it, but you're an anomaly in the recovery world in that you had a profound experience with God in like 60 days. Yeah. Um, and you have an unwavering faith. You absolutely do not want to make a decision based on self. You always want to honor him and ask him and involve him. Right. So, and that faith is what I've leaned on mm-hmm. as I struggle. Right. I'm caveman out. Ooh, and I, <laughs> but when I make my frequent mistakes and stumble, you're always there for me to lean on. So that's an absolute gift. Yeah. I remember when I took the spiritual gifts test and showed like 100% faith. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. But I believe it. I see it. I see it. And it goes back to altruism is the expression of purpose. What that's, can God use me for? Right. And it, when he uses me for that, how can I bear witness to other people of his power? And based on what you said, 100% of the time, you don't really want to do it, but you do it. Why? Because you made the uncomfortable steps in the beginning. You took the action in the beginning when you didn't want to, when it felt uncomfortable, mm-hmm. enough that you started to see the benefit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the other thing that's happened over my 10 years is that the path I'm on has narrowed, mm-hmm. completely narrowed. Um, I feel so confident comfortable and content today with the path that I'm on. I don't feel like a hero because my life is service and helping others. I don't, I actually feel like the receiver of a gift that I don't deserve Mm -hmm. because I feel so content. I feel so comfortable and, and just full of gratitude, but the path is narrow. What does that mean? A majority of our time is spent helping others. And so I'd like to challenge our listeners, pick one gift or talent you have and use it to help others once a day for two weeks and see what doesn't happen or change internally and in your life. And don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. We're really glad that you joined us today on Relevant Recovery Radio. Don't forget our Facebook, Instagram. We're now on all the platforms. Check us out. Relevant Recovery Radio, hashtag God, though.